You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Well, it's been, let's say, interesting to, you know, to say the least. 2020, uh, which was going to be probably the most busy year ever for me, uh, it turned out to be the least busy, and I sort of just sat around thinking about what I should do. I had no idea. Hey, what's up, Vox and Hops heads? I'm Matt, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, brought to you by Sound Talent Media and Evergreen Podcasts, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians, talk about their lives, music, and craft beer. I hope you've had a glorious weekend and a glorious week before that. I most certainly did. This Vox and Hops episode is presented by Heavy Montreal. Heavy Montreal are Montreal's premier metal promoter, and they have a whole bunch of amazing gigs coming up. But we have just announced the brand new edition of Heavy Montreal Presents Vox and Hops Brutal Montreal 2022 which will be taking place on September 2nd at Corona Theatre. This year's event features Deicide performing their classic album Legion in its entirety with support of Cataclysm, who will be performing their classic album Serenity and Fire in its entirety and in human condition. I am just so damn stoked that Brutal Montreal 2022 is coming up. You should absolutely grab your tickets for this event because they are selling extremely quickly, and if you plan on coming to this unique metal and beer festival well then you should absolutely go pick them up soon via the link in the description of this podcast trust me you're going to want to be there to hang out with me and enjoy life metal and craft beer i am so stoked to have heavy montreal behind the vox and hops metal podcast now before we jump into today's episode i'd just like to ask you to follow the vox and hops metal podcast on the podcast platform of your choice but more than that i'm also asking you to tell a friend about the podcast if there's anyone in this world that you would love to attend brutal Mon- Montreal 2022 with, you should tell them that the Vox and Hops Metal Podcasts exist. Your concert buddy, someone that you would like to come drink craft beer with while headbanging, jumping into a mosh pit while listening to Deicide and Cataclysm, well, tell them that the podcast exists. If you would encourage one of your friends to become a future Vox and Hops head, that would be something that I would truly appreciate. Now, today on the podcast, I'm with Matthias Lillman of Fintroll and Oceans and Dispit. Get ready, everyone. This is Vox and Hops episode number 335. I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. Hey, what's up, everyone? Today I'm with Matthias Lillmans of Fintroll, Dispit, and Oceans, and many, many, many other projects. Uh, Matthias, you're a very, very, very busy man. And uh, let's just jump into the thick of it. I love to start these episodes with uh, a shitty question so we can have much more fun later. Uh, take me to how you coped with the glorious years of 2020, 2021, <laughs> and hopefully not 2022. How have you been surviving the apocalypse? Oh, oh yeah. Well, it's been, let's say, interesting to, you know, to say the least. Uh, last year, no, no, wait, uh, it's, it's 2022 it's right now. So, yeah, so 2020, <laughs> uh, was going to be probably the most busy year ever for me. Uh, it turned out to be the least busy. And mm. I sort of just sat around thinking about what I should do. I had no idea what to do you know we had gigs we had uh lots of things going on i i think i ended up canceling 86 gigs Holy in shit. 2020 okay. yeah yeah and um 
yeah, I, I didn't do anything. I lived off like, uh, you know, like uh, checks from the state. I was like unemployed for the first time in, yeah, in ever. And yeah, uh, yeah, but some st- stuff happened and uh, last year turned out to be the busiest probably in my life ever, but in another way with lots of other things instead. And I sort of changed directions of everything I'm doing and uh, yeah but let's talk about that in a <laughs> later <laughs> but yeah yeah uh, it's so I've been busy yeah I've never been this busy which is a good problem to have so so you went through um you know the 2020 was a massive year mm-hmm. you dropped three full-length albums all yeah I did massive projects all on big labels very busy uh, working full-time as a musician is what you were referring to before. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. all of a sudden it's just all gone. So yeah, everything is taken away. It was a tough, tough sweeping the carpet. <laughs> Very tough, tough year for you. I'm happy that you, you turned it around. I'm definitely going to dig in deeper uh, into that later, but I see you're serving so- yourself a beer. So let's jump into yeah. this. Uh, Vox and Hops yeah. is all about hanging out with my metal friends, talking about their lives, music and craft beer. Now, what did you just crack and what are you about to uh showcase right now well this is i actually have no idea where this is from i'm hoping this is good because i'm uh right now as you can see i'm not in my in my studio right now (laughs) (laughs) cool lego in the background so uh, i was hoping to have some local beers from my hometown but i'm not in my hometown i'm actually in uh and oceans rehearsal been uh, just came out of the sauna that's why my hair is still wet and so finished. I love we it. Went to, yeah, <laughs> we went to the local market to get uh, some beers. And this is uh, Market Porter. Uh, Thornbridge, I think that's uh, somewhere uh, in UK islands, probably. And uh, yeah, during winters, I like to have dark beers. And let's see. <laughs> Hell yes. On my yeah. side, I'm going to be drinking something that's very familiar to me. This is a... Uh, one of my most recent collabs that came out uh, for the three-year anniversary of the podcast. This is Double Vox and Overhops uh, from Overhop Canada. It is a double New England IPA, uh, 8.5%. I'm going big. I'm going big at 2 p.m. with you, Um, Matthias, and that makes me happy. I'm going to pour this out. As I pour this out, I'd love to hear about your very first beer. Do you remember the first beer that you ever drank? I was was really young back then. I remember my parents, I have really young parents uh, and we had all these parties at home and uh, they were this kind of parents that let you try, you know, some like have a sip of of what they were drinking. And uh, I, I was really young when I had my first sip of beer. How about and, the one uh, that you enjoyed I, and you finished though? Oh, I remember first time, well, I did buy beer, but uh <laughs> that I had a beer <laughs> underage. I didn't like it. I think I had three beers that night or something. <laughs> and still wasn't good. It's such a struggle back yeah. in the day. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and now for some reason, they're just always empty. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And nowadays, you know, I'm, I'm just going to like, you know, well, uh, yeah, back in the days, I used to go to the library and I was like, oh, this book, this book. And now I go to, you know, <laughs> Yeah, to the local brewery and do the same thing. But yeah, but this is pretty good. This is pretty good. Massive cheers to you. Yeah, cheers. It actually said, um, 
Yeah. Smooth, creamy porter. And it actually, it is. This mm-hmm. is... Um, still smells amazing. Uh, the color is still amazing. This came out in October. Oh. So a New England, typically, you want to drink it a bit fresher than that. But Overhop seems to have like mastered the their canning process. And they stay quite fresh for quite some time longer than most people would expect. So cheers to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, talk to me about the, the Finnish craft beer scene. I've never been to Finland. I've toured all over oh. Europe numerous times. And I think Cryptopsy's actually only played in Finland once with Lord Worm. And I heard it was a disaster of a show. I heard that there was oh, yeah. hardly any people there. And I heard that they party like maniacs on the yeah, ferry. That's usually, yeah. Oh, they were coming from Sweden. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, our drummer was talking about that show. Over here because he he was at the show uh, from our Fandoshes back then, and it was 2006. I think so, yeah. Yeah. I heard it was yeah. not a good yeah. turnout. <laughs> yeah, I have, he didn't tell me about that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so talk to me about the craft beer scene going on in Finland. What's going on there? Mm, I really like how it's going, actually, and that's why I sadly don't have any local beers because there's this big brewery back in my hometown that have really really nice like experimental it used to be because yeah we just came off the sauna so i actually had some of the basic beer you know lager because yeah i had a cold lager and this is what the finnish you know beer industry was about until maybe six years ago maybe and when it sort of exploded and uh and okay there, there was some some good beers around already but nothing really different nothing that really you know like it was it was good basic beer but yeah five six years ago uh it really started booming and people actually tried to sort of break the the basic idea you have of beer and um and yeah there's also like i think you know with the boom of like uh, also these like beer festivals all over finland that are well, before the apocalypse, they were like selling really well. And uh, it's sort of, yeah, really, really good right now. Uh, there's around where I am from, I think there's three main breweries. It's a small town, uh, 40,000 people live in the city. And uh, we have three really, really great breweries that actually you can find in the normal grocery stores. Or, and uh, yeah, I have couple of friends doing really good beers that also are available all over Finland. So, yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. I have to come. Yeah. Somebody book Cryptopsy, yeah, bring us to Finland. Yeah. <laughs> fin- yeah. Finland used to be, you know, like more, uh, let's say like a booze country. Hmm. Hard, hard liquor, you're meaning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I've interviewed many, many Swedish musicians and they always tell me about how uh, the to get beer, you have to go to the special store special the special store i can't remember the name right now uh because if not it's going to be low abv beers like below three percent is it like that in finland as well um it used to be uh, until a couple of years back when they changed the law we could have on up until four four points i think the strongest we could have was 4.9 before so all the craft beers were in those uh designated monopoly alcohol stores but now they changed it up to 5.5 so you can actually have some 
pretty good craft beers, you know, that they don't have to dilute them with water. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's which is sadly what they do, you know, they <laughs> when they <laughs> have to take them down from like 6.5 to 5.5. That would be that would be blasphemy. I don't like it. Uh, yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs> let's jump into the soundtrack of your youth. I am curious about this having young parents. Uh, what music was playing in your household um, when you were not in control of the radio? What music did your parents or guardians listen to? Oh, I, I was really lucky, actually, with the music taste at home. And uh, we had uh, my dad. He's a big prog guy. So um, we listened to Pink Floyd, Genesis. Uh, we had Marillion, Procol Harum, Jethro Tull. Yeah, yeah, that's what I grew up to. So, yeah. What would have been uh, the first piece of music, the first artist, the first CD, the first album that you brought into the house and showcased it to your parents? To, to their dismay or to their enjoyment. <laughs> yeah, that would that would be, uh, is it 88 or 89? Uh, Alice Cooper Trash. That's the first album I bought myself. Uh, it was on sale in the CD store. So I think I paid like around in, in, in dollars, probably around $12 or something for it. Back then, yeah, and that's the first album that I bought myself for myself. What was your parents' reaction to that? <laughs> no, it was good, you know. I Alice Cooper hit stupid two years later for Christmas, so it couldn't be that bad. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> I love that. No, but yeah, that's uh, also you know grew up around like Black Sabbath and stuff like that. So it, yeah, it wasn't that White Snake far of a yeah, of, no, a, of a leap. No, I, I, yeah, exactly. Hmm. Especially the, the Cooper. Cooper's like music is is quite accessible. It's more of his imagery that's more shocking. Yeah, and that was probably what was you know sort of <laughs> why I paid attention to it because we had this uh, British uh, channel where they showed you know like He Man, Transformers back then, and all this the cool stuff you wanted to watch, and they also had music videos. And uh, I remember Alice Cooper, you know, hanging from the chains. And that's why, you know, in, in Poison video. And yeah, and that's what sold me on Alice Cooper. So. Love it. So, so that it's like horror movies. And I've been saying it a lot on the podcast recently. It's like, I remember being young, seeing the imagery, the VHS cassettes at the video store and being afraid, but super intrigued. Uh-huh. as to what is this movie, the howling <laughs> for some reason the howling has stuck with me <laughs> seeing that cover and being like that's scary and i don't want to watch it but i definitely want to know what that is <laughs> and it's the same thing with metal <laughs> how about that your <laughs> yeah, first live music experience do you remember the first show or performance that you went to go see yeah well uh i grew up with a musician dad so first bands i saw was of course my dad's band what is what did he play what 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 instrument uh, they, they played uh, he's a drummer oh cool i went to to their shows when i was a kid with my mom and you know uh, but that was that was cover bands cover songs they even played some 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 good tunes like like pink floyd and stuff like that. i think they played a lot of eagles and, and stuff like that as well but yeah uh, beatles but um uh the first like voluntary show like where i <laughs> had ticket tickets for you know that i was on the <laughs> sorry on dad. the guest list yeah 
<laughs> what would be that for? What was the first one you had the ticket for? Yeah, that, that would, I think it was 1990. Uh, Europe, they were playing in the, the town next to me. I, I, it wasn't, you know, it was uh, the Prisoners in Paradise album. Yeah, I don't know if you remember that album, but <laughs> I, do, I do know that the final countdown was my song with my dad. And I was like, Dad, play it again. It, yeah. was, it was that song. Ah, I had yeah, that yeah. memory in, in the car, yeah. which is where I discovered metal because my dad was like a, a hair metal, hard rock type fan of, of metal. Yeah. I'm not sure if Prisoners in Paradise, the album, is the album after Final Countdown. I think it might be Could the be. timing sort of makes yeah. sense in my mind. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. And uh, it was that tour. And uh, my dad bought me the tickets and I went with my dad, my best friend, and my best friend's dad. Yeah. What was that night like? Uh, do you remember the experience of being in a, in a, an arena, probably because they're enormous? At oh that yeah, point? yeah, yeah. It was like a you know like a hockey, like yeah, uh, lots of people there. I, yeah, the, the feeling was really awesome. I remember it was loud. It was really loud, and they had this, which probably would look right now really like really cheap, but they had this pyrotechnics that were really cool and i guess they were like you know like firecrackers kind of <laughs> 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 like things like shooting from everywhere but yeah they, they were not you know any big like confetti bombs or anything like that but yeah there was but yeah no i was i was blown away i'm a bit let down because uh on the tour before uh the final countdown tour that came to the same city they played final countdown twice but yeah wow it, uh, imagine yeah. doing that it's like such a hit you gotta play it yeah. you were in the bathroom yeah. you missed it here's yeah. phobophile yeah. again exactly <laughs> they they played it i think they started it off with it and then they the encore was also yeah i have a friend that was yeah on on that on that gig and he said like they played final countdown two times that's yeah. so funny <laughs> <laughs> we would never but do they that. only played it once so that's how, it was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that, <laughs> how about your first time on stage oh yeah um well here again um is it like voluntary <laughs> no <laughs> or, uh, we can, we can do the, let's start no. with the first one that's interesting and then we can dance yeah, no, um, yeah. i was always sort of uh, in already in like when I was six, seven, I was already forced into into doing music stuff in school. So yeah, yeah, I was always like singing songs and stuff like that. And yeah, back then, uh, is that like a, everyone was doing that because it's just a part of the culture? Yeah, every everyone everyone had all we had all this kind of you know for for Christmas we had this place and everything. And I ended up singing quite a lot of those. Yeah, it's, it's it's what happens when you're the talented one, right? You're you're the talented one. They're like you're you're the one that's going to sing more than everyone else. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I had, quite often I had quite bigger roles in those because there was people that had like one or two lines, and then I yeah. But yeah, my first real gig was oh, where would that be? Uh, Mid nineties, something. Um, cover band uh was studying bass back then i think it's like I, we we don't have the same school system here so it's a little bit different i think it's like eighth grade or something maybe 
So I was like, eighth grade would be fourteen. Four, four, yeah, four, yeah, would fourteen, fifteen ish, and I, uh, I played cover gig. Wow, like like at a club well, or we, like played play like bass sing. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. The school they organized into to kind of a club. It was more like a like a more like a cafe maybe, but that's amazing. But that's a difference yeah. and sweet into it. Yeah. I, I hate yeah. to compare you guys, but uh, art, yeah, no, no. art so, is so have... important, and the government yeah. appreciates it and mm-hmm. gives a lot of funding towards it. Very yeah. different than the United States, let's say. Quebec, we're yeah, a little bit better. Definitely. Canada, we're a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But yeah. um, you guys are really, really lucky to have that exposed. Much to your dismay, oh, yeah, yeah. much to, <laughs> to your dismay, being young and having to perform. Do you remember being nervous, having to learn all these lines, having yeah, to learn I, all these things? Do you remember singing and and approaching these gigs? Did you have a feeling of dread, or did you just? So some kids just love it. Some kids are natural born performers. Obviously, you're a performer, but some kids are just kid superstars. I was super nervous before. Uh, always, you know, during these kind of. Uh, events it was the before was always the worst but when i got there when i was at you know i was playing bass like then i was studying bass but uh again i was sort of forced into to singing as well we did some some cc top uh steve ray vaughn i think cool <laughs> anyway it was actually yeah and uh, that's probably the first gig and it, it was actually it's weird, but it was all over the newspapers and everything in the, the local newspapers. Really? Back then. Yeah. So your first taste of fame. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that was actually it was weird because it was like the first gig ever that I did as a bass player and a singer and uh, like real real gig, and it was in the newspapers. <laughs> <laughs> it gets only down from there, but <laughs> yeah. Um, Forget vacuum. But I think, but, uh... yeah, exactly. I think it was like one year later. Then I, uh, we started my first like metal band and, um, that band then, was it like the, that would be 98, I think. Uh, and then I had the first like gig that we booked ourselves that we did. And, uh, yeah. How did that go? Were you guys ready? Uh, yeah, that, that was, it was really weird because I was super nervous and, you know, it was the first time that you, uh, that you really show off you know like the music that you are doing that you have made not a, yourself not a cover, yeah. yeah yeah exactly oh well we played one cover 97 or 98 I, I don't remember but yeah i, I need to check uh, 98 probably but uh, i think we went into the studio to record our first demo yeah so it should be 98 but uh but that was that was really awesome because all our friends they have been hanging around at that rehearsal place that we had back then and uh, everybody was looking forward to the gig and then after the show it was people were like just running towards the stage and it was like everybody was like yeah that was so awesome yeah that was so cool and yeah <laughs> i remember a gig like and that I, for myself yeah 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 and I'm, I was 16 back then, so it was, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, how about a harsh vocals, extreme vocals? When did you tackle those? Was it another one of those? Uh, you can sing, you're sort of forced into it. Uh, mm-hmm. You're going to be the singer as well. Like, you, you're the bassist, but you can also sing, so you're obviously going to be... I've, I've spoken to so many people, and that is how they fell into extreme vocals. Yeah. Uh, how did you tackle 
extreme vocals uh, versus just clean vocals we were a three-piece band in the, the black metal like melodic black metal ish kind of band oh i can actually now i can um, i'm gonna do some uh, small commercial here yeah we actually released a uh, uh, album that we did in 2000 it was supposed you know to, to come out in in 2020 <laughs> as a 20 year anniversary <laughs> but because of corona of course it was delayed but yeah we have a final out of the 20 zero 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 <laughs> release we did with that band twilight moon it's called uh it was actually for that band that i started uh with uh, screaming vocals yeah i was the bass player of the band we were three piece but guitar player drummer and and me playing bass and uh since i had the, the easiest part <laughs> to play because you know, yeah. <laughs> bassists apparently do nothing right? <laughs> mm -hmm, exactly but i was sort of prepared for it because um i always wanted to be a singer you know i i have lots of old pictures of me for example yeah when i was talking about lego i have a picture of me i'm being like i think i'm like six or seven that i built myself a microphone from from lego that i'm singing yeah so i was from a like early age sort of prepared to be the singer and uh, so i i tackled this really well and i i went fully into it i had no idea how to do it i had no really like friends my age you know back then you know age was a big thing so we were we were 15 and uh yeah the singers that i knew they were like oh, almost 20. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was so, exactly yeah. the same way anyone older than me was so damn cool and i, I was not worried yeah exactly. yeah exactly so so i didn't dare to to know contact and ask advice actually the, like the singer of and oceans he was already then yeah screaming back then and yeah but if, I, I knew the guys back then already but uh but yeah i <laughs> never dared to ask any advice or anything and you know there were no youtubes or anything so it was trial and error you know and it was uh <laughs> oh, honey tea cough pastels yeah cough drops like uh, yeah all the secrets yeah and we were rehearsing a lot it was like three four times every week and um sometimes it, it sounded good the yeah and you were like oh this, this, mm, it doesn't hurt then you know you go two days later and it's terrible <laughs> It hurts a lot. I couldn't speak for three days. Wow. You know, yeah. yeah. And I was I was in school, of course, so, yeah, high school back then. So, um, yeah, so speaking was sort of crucial, but that was like a something. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Trial by fire to, 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 to manage your techniques. Uh, and you, you, you hit the nail on the head that, that nowadays young people are extremely lucky and fortunate to have the internet to have people like David Benitez of Extreme Vocal Institute. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I love that guy. He's amazing. Uh, Vox and Hops alumni. Love him to death. Um, to have Mary Zimmer from Voice Hacks, another Vox and Hops alumni. Mm -hmm. Love her. She's also great. Just these people that, Melissa Cross, of course, who, which is what I used when I started screaming, uh, to, to learn all these techniques, whereas back in the day, we just had to do it. Yeah, we didn't have any PA or anything back wow, then. Okay. So. I was screaming to, uh, to a, 
Yeah, to, to a bass amp. Yeah. Of course, because I had a new bass amp, so I could use my old bass amp yep. to scream to Anyway. <laughs> the good old days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, this is a Heavy Montreal Presents Vox and Hops episode, and I know that Montreal loves Fintroll, so I want to hear a funny anecdote, um, something that comes to mind when I say playing Montreal. What, what, what comes to mind when you think of Montreal? Oh, uh, I remember, like... It's not probably funny or anything, but you know, it's a cool memory. Uh, first time I went to North America um, in 2007, I think it was. Uh, we, we did the first like all around North America tour. We started off, uh, I think we started off in, uh, in Springfield, Virginia, and then we went, you know, up and up the East Coast, played some really terrible gig in new hampshire i that was really terrible and the day after we went to montreal uh, club soda is it still that's totally still alive yeah but yeah club soda was the first and you know we had some atrocious shows in um on the u.s side like new hampshire i remember because people didn't want to move on the gigs at all they were like what, what's going on why you know why are people moving and there was this one guy, he took off his shirt and he started like waving it around and there was like security all over him. They maced him and dragged him Holy outside. Holy shit. Not in Montreal, that. No, that New Hampshire okay, somewhere. Okay, I don't yeah. remember the, the city, but but uh, it was terrible. And, you know, after the show, the the organizers, the promoters of the show, they came like, oh, sorry, there was a close moment over there during the show, but we took care of it. I was like, dude, um, we were we were loving that. You guys don't understand what this is. <laughs> there was one guy that dared to have fun, and he was like, punished <laughs> for it. And, uh, and the day after, you know, it, it, it was sort of that on the U.S. side, it was terrible. And when we crossed the border, uh, we crossed during the night, and then Montreal was the, the day after, and uh, Club Soda. Yeah, you know, you you had catering, you had food, you had showers, you had, you know, all the commodities. And I think it was, well, it was hundreds of tickets were sold. But I don't remember how many hundreds, seven, eight hundred, nine hundred tickets, something like that. And it was packed. And it was, everybody was like, it was wild marsh pits. It was people shouting along. There was, you know, they knew the songs, everything. And it, we were like, oh, yes, oh, finally. Like, <laughs> you fill your reservoir. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is why we do this. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, exactly. Stroke and, my ego. Uh, I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, that's, uh, but yeah, that was so much like, so much fun and um, yeah and i actually have one another story from that one day i just i just <laughs> it's the same day because i i have a problem with my my right ear yeah the, the canal that goes in it, it yeah it's it should be like like tilted this way so everything comes out but from some reason it's like this so everything goes like back into my ear and it gets really infected really easily and uh, on the u.s side during that tour everything i probably i think i slept with like earplugs in because uh, yeah we have snorers in the band so i slept with earplugs and it went really deep and you know started to get infected and yeah since we didn't have any health insurance and my well i have you know i had like 
this all around insurance, but I would have to pay the visit first and then get the money back when I get back to Finland. And to get that, you know, the drops that you put in your ear would have been, I think it was like 1,700 US dollars or something like that. <laughs> the US are great at a lot of things. Uh, healthcare is not one of them. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. <laughs> and uh, especially, you know, it's, it's okay nowadays I have great you know, medical insurance mm-hmm. when I come there. Mm-hmm. So I, you've learned I've from experience. That, yeah, I learned. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, our tour manager just thought, is it any chance that we can wait until we get across to Canada? So, yeah. So I was like, okay, that's, that's three days to go, but let's do it. And I was just, yeah. So I was doing like, you know, the, the generic stuff you could get from CVS and stuff like that. But uh, yeah. But when we got to Canada, we went, I think, to to like a hospital to the not the emergency, but you know, you, you go, yeah, that everyone can go yeah, to. Yeah, we have yeah. clinics, uh, walking yeah, yeah, clinics. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think, yeah, I, I paid forty dollars for it. <laughs> for the, yeah, and I got my my ear drops. <laughs> Amazing. Hey, what's up, Vox and Hopsins? I just want to take a little moment about Cryptopsy's upcoming tours. That's right, I'm talking about the Scream of Perseverance tour and our headliner dates that coincide with that tour called As Summer Burns. The Scream of Perseverance tour is kicking off at the end of May and runs all the way until the end of June. We are supporting the mighty death to all. We are going all over the United States and we are hitting some of Canada. So excited to be honoring the legendary music of death alongside amazing musicians that performed on these albums. Even more stoked to be doing some headliner dates in some cities that I've actually never played in. If you are planning to come to any of these shows, you should definitely grab your tickets by going to voxandhops.com slash summer and you will be able to grab all of your tickets there. That's voxandhops.com slash summer. Do it, people. Come hang out with me. Enjoy life, metal, and craft beer in your hometown. Come to a show. We're going to have a great time. Now, enough about all of that. Let's get back to the episode. Let's talk about a very, very busy year. 2020 was a massive year we talked about earlier. Uh, Three albums, massive albums, all on big labels. Um, Take me to your pandemic blues it probably got very dark we met actually during the pandemic blues at uh, the kruachan uh, or kruachan sorry um one of their virtual pubs that's how we first mm-hmm. got into contact with yeah, each other exactly um, yeah. so that was fun that that kept me feeling good during my pandemic blues doing things like that yeah that was the idea probably behind it and yeah well as keith you know the guitar player of, of kruachan yeah, he said that yeah, yeah, because all the bars are closed, let's like start a virtual bar. Yeah, that was a really cool night and I, I needed that back then. It was uh-huh. so, so to have everything taken away from you, not working, um what did you have to do to pull yourself out of the funk? Oh well that that year sort of didn't go well at all. You know, I, I had all these albums, everything was going well, you know, until yeah, until the spring and uh but uh, I think it was in in November. You know, this is in Finland. We have a, a social social security system, so I could get some like unemployment money. 
it's it's terrible process and it's lots of paperwork and it's uh, you have to wait for a while you have to uh, to get the money but at some point you get this like welfare checks and um so i, I could live over that i got like i think 80 percent of my rent they paid off and and then i got some money but it wasn't you know really really big but they also sort of take care of uh unemployed people and they they sent me an email about you know like available uh courses to take you know if you if you wanted to like get your education to a next level or something and they had this virtual virtual event producer kind of course that you did i think it's like 100 days yeah wow so okay. it's like it's like four months course that they sort of yeah if you are now unemployed you are applying for those checks so you can apply to this course for free and uh, yeah we will you know the, the state is going to pay for the course and uh, it, it was like multiple hundred euros course so so like oh yeah i have nothing to do there's no gigs inside i'll do that and i went to uh to take the course uh got um nice like um internship uh like a, a gaming company actually to produce their sort of like playing event online they have this like events that they play other yeah developers games and yeah yeah and, and yeah and i was there like doing streams and interviewing like uh, the the developers behind the games and it was actually pretty cool and it sort of opened up lots of different things and uh so in beginning of last year, I was contacted by a like a, it's a, like a camp uh, that's going on every summer that is like focused on rock music. That is like one week for uh, for teenagers, and uh, they wanted to do. They had this virtual camp going on, and they wanted me to to join to talk to the kids about you know being a musician and and about screaming because it's it's focused on rock and metal and uh, yeah i did a couple of lessons with with uh i think we had 24 teenagers there and uh yeah then we started with the organizers behind rock camp to think about like year full on year education and uh, yeah actually we closed on, on on yeah yesterday no the, the week before we uh the first first year is starting uh next week and we had uh 21 kids sign up for like year-round sort of school kind of well it's after after then you know the, the normal school so it's like from 4 4 p.m until 8 p.m something like that yeah we're, so cool well we have we're a couple of artists well a bunch of artists we're 12 13 people right now finish rock and metal scene that are gonna teach kids how to rock <laughs> it's amazing it's amazing i was definitely going to talk about it was actually the next thing i had on my list yeah. rock camp um it's it's so damn cool i wish as a 15 year old kid how, how old are these people that are enrolled um it's over for uh, uh, 14 to 25 amazing so so imagine being like a 14 18 year old kid and then you want to be, you aspire to, and then you get to go hang out with the singer of Fintroll. 
and he's going to teach you how to scream. You know, imagine you had that back when you were 15. The advantage that you would have over yeah. everyone else. Hypothetically, these kids could eventually go on tour with you one day. Yeah. You know definitely. what I mean? Like, like that. And are they, are there Finchel fans is another question or like fans of you? Yeah. Do they realize who you are? Yeah. Uh, you know, Finchel has had never been a big band in Finland. So, um, <laughs> really? Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. No, no, we have been always, uh, 95% have been outside of Finland. So, um, but yeah, they, they know the albums, some of them and, uh, and, uh, yeah, but, we have some some bigger stars over there that the kids definitely know. So uh, yeah, so that's that's really cool. Having the first guitar player, for example, from Children of Bodom, is there teaching. So yeah, yeah. So uh, so what what what, yeah, what no. are kids learning? What would be? Are there like more popular stuff than other stuff? Is there a song you're fed up of teaching? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, actually, we haven't started it yet because it's uh, we are starting on Monday, the first year ever since 2009 it's been around but it's always been a you know like a summer yeah so, so the kids would arrive been, for a week is it like a like a sleepaway thing yeah okay so they yeah, arrive they live there and then basically they end up playing a show probably yeah yeah the, yeah, the exactly. yeah 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 no uh, saturday yeah uh, yeah 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 so it's from monday to, to have saturday. you been shocked with some of their their musical prowess and other people that are just like so damn talented that you know are going to go on somewhere if they put the mm-hmm. you know you could be the most talented person in the world and we know this uh but to be in a successful band one day you have to have yeah. a lot of the other things that line up as well being in the right place at the right time not, Ex- be, not, exactly. being, not being an asshole really helps too <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, we, well, yeah, one of our kids, he actually, well, kids, he's, he's not a kid, he's, he's a young guy nowadays, he's, I think he's 15 now, yeah, he won in 2020, won a young guitar, uh, guitarist of the, of the year, like it's worldwide competition and he won it, yeah, so he was, yeah, for a couple of, that's, he's, he's awesome guitar player, he's actually signed up, but not for for guitar playing, <laughs> it's, um, I'm gonna t- teach him sound engineering, how to record demos and and uh, stuff like that. Yeah, but yeah, with, yeah, but with the school, I'm actually not gonna be that much of a teacher because I have so much to do with, with, <laughs> with the administrative, you know, stuff of the school. So I'm actually gonna oh, be there doing all the stuff behind everything to make everything work so <laughs> it's weird it turned out that i'm the so this is like a silver lining of covid for you that that this year 2020 took everything away from you but now you've gained this whole new skill set from the training program that you took through the government and now you have this whole thing so now what's right resonating in my mind is the balance in the future when the floodgates open and your numerous projects all want to tour and do stuff and rock camp still wants you to be a part of how are you going to balance everything oh yeah that's going to be terrible <laughs> but <laughs> but since we can do it's like everything with rock camp we can do maybe like yeah distance working like 90 percent probably uh i will do during day depending of course if if i'm in america i might pay you know, like uh, impossible to do because of the time difference could be the other way around. If I'm like in Asia or something, then it's probably doable. But, uh, you know, I sort of at some point 
it's sad to say, but I have a little bit given up on gigs right now because everything, yeah, you know, I know, yeah. It's because it's because it's because they took it from us, and then they yeah, said we exactly. could have it again, and then they mm-hmm. took it from us again. That's why. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I haven't been going that far to to plan what's gonna happen when we can have kids again, you know? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm, I sort of don't know if we're gonna have gigs again in the you know foreseeable future. They'll come back. They're they're gonna come back. Yeah, yeah, they they they'll. they'll, they'll <laughs> They'll, they'll, they'll definitely come back <laughs> but yeah no but uh, with all the bands as well we we are not you know i'm not 23 anymore like i was back then when i came to montreal the first time i was i, I was 23 <laughs> good parties good parties i can imagine yeah, yeah, it, oh yeah definitely <laughs> but yeah you know um so yeah i'm we're not gonna do any kind of like murder tours with any of my bands yeah probably ever again but i do understand what you're saying that that we're getting older uh doing the the right tours the smart tours um for our health for the health of the band and to hit the key markets and then leave and then you can come back again later and hit the the b markets and the c markets but to, to organize it like that is much more healthier for everyone because the show you're going to put on is going to be much stronger because you're going to be in shape. You're not going to be exhausted. And the mental health of the band is crucial, especially as we get older and we have more and more things at home that want that have like pieces of our mind is always, we go on tour and then we have pieces of our mind that's still at home, such as families, jobs, children, um, you know, friends and stuff, obligations, so so as we get older the right tours are the right decisions in my opinion as well but how do you balance all this creative stuff that's that's to be a part of so many projects how do you keep being creative i have yeah it's weird because i i'm sort of doing uh some solo stuff as well right amazing now. are you stealing yeah, rock and- camp kids <laughs> <laughs> I might, I might. <laughs> well, well let, let's see. Yeah, no, but uh, that's good news. Uh, cool. just, good for you. I was actually, I was yeah. on the couch last night, and I was like, maybe one day I could do a solo thing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I've been holding back for so many years because uh, I play in like everything <laughs> a bit, except drums. So, okay, uh, which is funny because your dad was the drummer, which is probably why you don't play drums because it was your yeah, dad's and thing. we had the drum get it around. My dad even. <laughs> You know, it was sort of like, here's the drums. You can go play whenever you want. <laughs> and and your, your metalhead rebellious self was like, hell no. No, no it was more like, uh, how does I've, this I've watched work? you uh, carry your gear into a room. I'm not doing that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had no idea. You know, that I have to do more than two times at the same time. Yeah, why do I need my feet to play music? <laughs> <laughs> it's for dancing, but <laughs> yeah. So, so no, the drums didn't. Yeah, yeah, it might happen. I'm, I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, it's it's always because some you know some persons, for example, singers that have been uh, they have multiple bands or are just you know say that somebody booked them for another band. They do the same thing they do yeah, yeah, in yeah. you know in that yeah. band, and I I have always uh, created you know my own identity for that band. I'm really sort of really really picky about you know 
copying stuff from my my other other works to do in blah, blah, blah. so i don't want to have for example take fintroll stuff into and oceans i don't want to take dispute stuff into fintroll and you know like like that it's and it's it's always like really like a balance going on but uh, as i was talking about solo project you know um, i haven't been sleeping lately because of i'm going to bed and i have all these like crazy ideas in my head and i have to write them down so I'm, yeah after coming back from rock camp stuff during the the day then i come home i just like blank so like zone out for a couple of hours and then my brain starts working again and yeah so i've been up the last night writing stuff for for my solo very exciting thing but yeah yeah let's see what happens <laughs> it's best to get it out though you're doing the right thing it's, yeah. it's, as opposed to keeping yeah. it in there uh, it's best to just get it out and especially if you're in that creative moment right then you want to capture that mm. yeah exactly and who yeah. knows when it'll come back <laughs> and when it feels like oh this i'm i'm really having something good here do i want to sleep and forget about it no no or it'll drive you crazy am i going to spend five minutes writing it down on my phone you know <laughs> Yeah. Amazing. So I'm excited for that. So so we'll see where that goes. Um eventually touring it if you know we're talking we said gigs are in the future, but um it would be it'd be something you want to tour or just something you're gonna put out into the world and just be happy. Oh I I think it's gonna be like only releasing something. Okay. okay. You don't need yeah. another another cog in- No, I don't need another <laughs> touring band right now. <laughs> you never know. You know. You never know. Uh Fintral feels like i was listening to it as i showed you earlier uh with my son it feels like a a fun party feels like people are there drinking enjoying themselves uh have you ever made a fintroll beer sadly not yet um i'm working with a brewery over here in finland that they're like a craft beer place that they have really wanted to do and but you know it was supposed to happen uh, last year when the new album came out. We were supposed to, because they are involved in a major chain here in stores in Finland. So uh, we were supposed to get the beer out to those stores. And also because if, you know, those stores that they are working with, they also uh, have, the, you know, they sell beers to bars as well. So, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. so which would have been, for us, really easy to work with because they would have, you know, if the we beer would have been everywhere. For, yeah, yeah, in a Finnish tour, we could have them in the you know, in the bars over there. Yeah, because it is extremely. Anyone listening, it's, it's beer is a horrible merch item. It's a nightmare to work with. There are so many legal laws. Oh yeah, very yep. archaic laws. Yeah. I'll add to that. Mm-hmm. Especially here in Canada, United States is a nightmare. Um, uh, Finland isn't better. <laughs> so, so I understand where where you're, where you're going with this. That that it would be if it's one person that can handle everything. That makes you guys' life just so much easier. Yeah, but those tapping into the major supplier, it would have been sort of easy to get them to the bars because it would have been only for the bars to order it and us telling them sort of to order it. And that would have been, you know. So, so don't don't, don't give any spoilers there, but. You could give some. Uh, what what style of beer would you hope to have for Fintroll? You don't have to say what the one was that you are going to do, yeah. but it could be that mm, one. <laughs> no, uh, it was depending on because uh, I'm you know a big 
let's say like it's seasonal, you know, uh, I know many wine drinkers, they drink white wines during the summertime okay, yeah. and summer. red wine during the winter. I see where you're going so, yeah. So uh, winter, autumn is sort of dark stuff and uh, spring is uh, light stuff. And it was supposed to be an autumn beer. So it would have been a dark one and it would have been awesome. I'm going to spoil something because this was kind of funny. The thing why we didn't do it is because we couldn't get our hands on tar. Okay. Mm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Because the company that was going to supply us with real tar, they couldn't afford it because uh, of Corona words uh, to, to make their own tar. Interesting. So, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, <laughs> One last question, wrap-up question, classic wrap-up question for Vox and Hops. It probably doesn't happen to you very often because you're very busy. You're in many, many projects. You're running Rock Camp. It's not Friday yet, but <laughs> he's cracking a new beer. <laughs> it probably doesn't happen to you very often, but every once in a while it happens to everyone. Um, what is your hangover cure? <laughs> hangover cure. Right now, uh, nowadays, it's... Uh it's sparkling water right now. <laughs> I like that. I like yeah. To, yeah. But uh, back in the days, it used to be a really stiff shot of vodka that would have been. Yeah. That's probably, pain. Yeah. 50-50 <laughs> orange juice, 50-50 vodka. Okay, that's not so bad. Yeah. Down the hatch yeah. and yeah. Here we go, sound check. Uh, <laughs> the tour, the, yes, yeah. the tour, the tour yeah. hangover here. I yeah. love that. Uh, sparkling, <laughs> I remember touring Europe for the first time and not liking sparkling water. But now I, I drink it by the gallon. I love it. Anyway. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's an American. It's so much, we, we, yeah. have to, we have to get used to stuff, right? <laughs> uh, but we have a really nice one here that's called, it's called double, double salt. On, so, it, you know, it has you know, double the electrolytes and yeah, it's... It works. I love it. I love it. Nowadays, it's, it's, it, yeah, it's the best thing. Thank you so, so much for taking the time, hanging out with me, talking about your life, music and craft beer. This is an absolute pleasure, and I can't wait to hang out again in the flesh. Cheers. Yeah, see you in Montreal, man. Hey, thank you all so, so much for listening right to the end. You know that I love and appreciate that. This was an awesome, awesome conversation. I really had so much fun connecting with Matthias. We uh, really had a blast. I cannot wait to uh, hang out with him in the flesh so that we can have even more fun together. Massive, massive cheers to Matthias for hanging out with me. Uh, it was an absolute blast. If you enjoyed this Vox and Hops episode, you should sign up to the Vox and Hops Metal Podcasts mailing list. You can do that on my website, voxandhops.com. That's V-O-X-A-N-D-H-O-P-S.com. And when you do that, you shall receive two emails a month. That will let you know exactly what has been going on in the world of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast. You can see all the episodes which I've dropped if I've been a guest on someone else's podcast. You'll also get to see all of the albums which the Vox and Hops album review crew have reviewed recently. And you'll get to see which bands Jerry Monk, the Metal Architect, has added to the Brutal Awakenings playlist, which is available on both Apple Music and Spotify. There is just so much going on in the world of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast. I'd hate for you to miss a single thing, so sign up to the mailing list. The Vox and Hops Metal Podcast is brought to you by Sound Talent Media and Evergreen Podcasts. I hope you have a glorious, glorious rest of the week. I will be back next week with a massive episode on Tuesday with Corpse Grinder. 
But until then, remember to enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. Cheers, Vox and Hops heads. I don't think it overstates things to say that the Beatles were the greatest gift to entertainment and culture of our time, a secular religion, if you will, with their universal appeal and demonstrable impact on people's lives. I'm Robert Rodriguez, host of Something About the Beatles. With every episode, I speak with historians, musicians, artists, and Beatle witnesses, all in the service of fresh insights into the most joyous cultural entity the world has ever known. I hope you'll join me and listen to something about the Beatles, now on Evergreen, and wherever you get your podcasts.